The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Are you a JBuds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact, they fit on your keychain, they are perfect for on the go, and they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the JBuds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com. Com to find your kind of tech. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. It's Monday, Tuesday. It's it is Tuesday. Um, <laughs> we are recording this Tuesday. I just have my days mixed up. I am here in Los Angeles, California, at my um, really pretty nice hotel um, corner corner suite uh, I'm being put up by the iHeartRadio awards that I got to do last night and they got me a nice hotel and it was just just such a joy to do and we'll get into that in just a second I want to just go around and introduce everyone who's here Noah is in Arizona you guys know that it's also a city there and um, Anya is in Cupertino yes Bay Area Silicon Valley hell yeah Hi, baby you are um you're where like the the interesting thing about where you are, I always find is that you are on the. Will you describe it, Anya? <laughs> if you look at your iPhone, the logo of the map is exactly where I am. Yes. The oh, lo- that's awesome! Isn't that cool? Because that's where Apple is. Yes. Oh yes. wow! She's exactly <laughs> on that. Like, wait, is it almost exactly that? That's a little exit, though, right? That's like, like an exit ramp. On the icon. I think that the icon used to have like 280 on it, maybe. It'd be weird if it was your parents' address. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Google map image. It's also a house. cool name for a city, Cupertino. It's such a cute name. I'd want to write that I'm, down if I had an envelope. Better than Zizix. Yeah, no, Zizix. <laughs> and um, the guy who taught us about Zizix and taught us about Noah, Arizona, and just likes the name Cupertino, I th- I'm I starting just... to notice a trend, <laughs> um, is my good friend and past co- uh, podcast co hosts of the Not Safe podcast. If you want to go back and listen to those, they are still available. Um, it's Brian Frangie, everyone. Isn't that horrifying? 
Oh, that God, things are still yeah. available. <laughs> yes, I mean, dude. Can we just take the shit down by now, dude? Remember <laughs> on the podcast when Luigi came? Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for bringing that up. I blocked that out of my memory. <laughs> Luigi during one episode. You were petting him. It was me and Dan Saint Germain and you. I used to do it no. as a bit in my act because. We were, it was me, it was at our office at Not Safe. It was a show I had on Comedy Central. Brian was the, worked in our digital department. Dan was one of our writers, Dan St. Germain. And we had a podcast that Comedy Central gave us to like promote the show on a different platform, you know? So we would just go into Brian's office and do this podcast. It was like my favorite part of the day. And one time Luigi, Luigi was always in the office and he was on my lap. I had just gotten him like a couple months before and he had a, he has a big penis sheath. Yeah, I found out. Especially for, for a dog that size. Yeah. He yeah, has a, he has a big impressive. penis and a, the sheath, like the, the slit that it's supposed to go in, the lipstick goes in, mm-hmm. it would be too big. And so the penis would hang out a lot. Yes. Yes. It doesn't anymore, but for some reason he was very horny back then. And he it was always out so one time during the show dan was making a big deal or you were making a big deal of like oh god his lipstick's out and i was just like chill out so to get it back in i wanted to scare it back in oh i didn't know that i thought so you were I just rubbing the his belly paw, no i took his paw to like because i didn't want to like touch around that area but i thought if you poked around the area it would get scared and go back in yes yes so i took his paw and like tapped around his penis and stuff came out. Oh my god! I jerked How? my own dog off with his own. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. It's and it, it was all over my tits. That was my. That used to be my end of the bit. Um, yeah, Luigi came. Um, which people have to do to um, breed dogs and stuff. They got oh. or to breed horses. And I thought stuff. you were talking about sticking the finger in the butt. Oh, that's to get a dog off you if it's attacking you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I was talking about. Oh. But yes, that's true. What do you true. mean? That's um, to express its glands. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yes. You gotta and you and now there's uh, they're saying that that's not good anymore. To and, do? You know, they just change everything every couple of years. Yeah. So you spend more. Now you're me tooing your dog. <laughs> yeah. Now back it's, before 2018, <laughs> we could just stick our finger over our dog's ass. And that's we when wanted. things were great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maga. Meow too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wait, no, the anal gland thing is a real thing on small dogs. They get clogged up. Does your dog have anal gland issues? No, we never expressed his glands, but I mean, he, he shakes a lot. Well, that's, if they poop, if they have too, um, if they have, Soft if their poops poop. are too liquidy, because poops get, oh. poops get their glands going. So when poop comes out and it's hard, it expresses it for them. So if your dog has too much runny poop, it its glands get like filled up and you, that's when you have to go express them. Oh, God. One time my dog is expressed all over because sometimes they do Ugh. it out of fear and they shoot it out like yes. a skunk. Oh, all over John early. Oh my God. <laughs> at a show. I had brought Luigi to a show and John saw me and was like, hi. And he was like, look at the puppy. And Luigi just was freaked out and expressed all. And we didn't know what happened at first. You just kind of what go like, what color was it? It's clear. Like it's, oh. it's invisible. But what then John the early smell? is like, oh, and I'm like, Oh my God! Why are it's you like, like wet? Fish. We were so confused. <laughs> what was that? Why are you wet? The smell isn't the. Fe- it's, it's like it's a ro- like a rotten fish. The worst smell. Ever. Yeah. John Early is in the bathroom. We kind of don't know what happened, but I'm kind of starting to smell something. <laughs> but it got all over John, so it's barely like I can not even smell it in the room. But I'm like, oh my God! I think Luigi. And then I go, John, like through the door, and he's like, yes. He is <laughs> freaking out because he has to perform. It was at um, Hot <laughs> Soup that show, a mm. Kurt Braunohler show. And it was upstairs in this like green room area. And he's in 
the bathroom ruined his sweater like it was on a sweater and he got all this fishy oh. uh, it felt so i mean i'm sure he still talks it doesn't about it come off a, no it does not it's that sweater was done and i told him i was like i'll pay you for it and he was very sweet i think i offered i can't imagine i didn't but i don't think he let me or i just didn't offer He's a funny guy. To, I'm sure his response would have been funny if he didn't. It was freak, too traumatizing. Too traumatizing to be, to be covered sure in goo. It would be funny. Oh, um, I texted you uh, saying I was going to be 10 minutes late. And yeah. then you responded all good, but you left off the D. So it said all goo. I know. I, I didn't that, feel like sending the other D. I, that made me laugh. All goo. All goo is funny. <laughs> it's all goo, man. Yeah. We have new words for coming. Express, goo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Matt expressed all over my face. Oh my god, that's so funny to say that your boyfriend expressed. <laughs> <laughs> and now his poops. Babe, are better. just express yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if cum smelled as bad as a dog's express. Oh, as bad as it looks. Oh yeah. Thank God well, cum doesn't really have a smell. What? Sometimes. Um, I mean, I hope this has happened to other people, but if a guy like comes in you and you leave it there for a little bit, it does start to smell like fish. And it's because mm, of nope, the bacteria. You, Noah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Noah. No one can relate. That's probably yes. just your pussy. No, no she's um, right. Yeah, how do you get it out? How do you get it out? What do you mean? I've always been curious about that. How I think do it you just get drips it out? out like when you pee. Oh, okay. Pee. Right? Don't you think? I can yeah, only speak to no anal sex saying... how that comes out, and it's exactly how you would think the other way. <laughs> that one will stay in ya. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. But it's just true. You gotta pee oh, really? after sex. Men and women. Oh, you must pee. People think it's just women, but men need to pee too. Sure. It's pee too. Um, it's a pee too movement. Yes. <laughs> It's Why? um, it's well, men do not get UTIs as much as no, women. No, so no, no. So it's more no. imperative for women to do so. That's one hundred percent. It's like you have to pee like every single time, or else you'll instantly get a UTI. It's instantly, crazy. It it's is, crazy. It's a horrible thing to have. You're happen. playing with fire in your pants because yes. it's it really is. It's uh, no one t- no one tells women that that should be a part of sex education. No one tells women anything. That's a good point. I yeah. feel like sex ed is, is <laughs> parallel parking. It's all we about watch this that. video of a baby being born, and that's all you need to know. Uh, and no, and so few people need to. First of all, you don't need to know that. You're going to have doctors <laughs> who can cover that. Yes. You know. Yes. Also, um, we get mixed messages constantly. Can I say a veneer horror story that I've yeah. had? Okay. So Anya's getting veneers. By the way, she is now in the in the in the month before where she has like fake ones because yes. they're ma- they're making they're molding the ones that are going to be put in april 5th right when you have veneers yes, you april can't 4th. bite into an apple anymore i know <gasps> the apple is oh, we yes. know <laughs> oh, and also you just can't use your teeth <laughs> you can't use your teeth at all anymore and they hurt constantly it's great anya really regrets getting veneers but she hasn't gotten yeah. the final ones yet and i think she's going to change her tune once she gets those but oh, right now she has george great. washington like <laughs> t- like very yeah. porous teeth that accept stains i figured out like how to get around that because they have what? been looking like wooden teeth and every night i just look in the mirror and i'm like you have fucking wooden teeth dude what is happening because they create these ridges in them to make them look natural but then you drink a cup of tea and it looks like wood but the other day i was like fuck it i'm using baking soda directly on these teeth because they're not my teeth i can't ruin them Mm -hmm. and it worked immediately and they were like bright white like not wooden anymore oh good but but the dentist told me a month ago do not be afraid to brush these 
things. You got to brush your gums. Do not be timid at all. Brush, 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 because people are always timid. And then it causes bleeding if you're too timid around your gums. And if we install the permanent ones while your gums are bleeding, they will turn them pink. So definitely brush your gums vigorously. I was like, okay, I've been brushing my teeth like four times a day after I eat and I'm in constant pain. And finally, yesterday, it just starts gushing blood and like doesn't stop and i'm like i'm done with this shit so i call my dentist she finally calls me back today we're talking and i'm like i've been in constant pain i'm doing everything you said i'm even like rinsing with salt water i'm flossing gently i'm like doing all the right stuff and she's like well you know i think you're just missing a spot and you just really need to brush very gently you need to are you brushing gently i'm like you told me to brush vigorously You can't She's like, well, vigorously and gently. I'm just like, I just started crying. Like, just say, I fucked up. Sorry. I'm sorry you're in pain. We'll take a look at it. Don't make it like, well, you probably brought this on yourself, bitch. Yeah. It's so, what, so did she, so she had so she definitely realized she had said something wrong and then she tried to course correct. <laughs> I said, well, I've been in constant pain for a month and I'm doing everything you said, but I have been in like almost constant pain for four weeks and it's just silence. And then she goes, yeah, I hear you. Okay. <laughs> Why can't dentists admit that they were wrong? That happened to me too. <laughs> right? I had a dentist who refused to admit that she did something wrong. She kept trying to come up with different reasons why it was my fault. And at the end of the day, I was like, I did everything you said, and you've ruined my life. What, what was going on in your... <laughs> I've had two teeth removed because of this. Really? And they're gone right now. Oh, my God. And I'm waiting for the... And to get an implant costs like $10,000. It's so... Yeah, 6000 per implant What for me. is going on? Why are teeth so expensive? And that is what you need to invest in. The teeth market? Yes. Yes. It's so expensive. Forget about AI. Quit comedy. Yes. Because that's one thing we have not mastered clearly because you got these veneers and you're like, what What do you wish people would have told you about the veneers before? You can't bite into anything. You can't. They bleed all the time. You don't want to get rid of your real teeth. I mean, talk to me in a month when I have the permanent ones in. Maybe I'll be like, it was so I've worth it. I love them. anyone complain about veneers before is the thing. You know why? Because no one admits they have them. Yeah. Right. And this is a this is the thing. It's There's shame about having cosmetic procedures to improve your looks. People have shame about it. They act like they don't have it. They don't talk about it. So then everyone's quietly doing this and only being advised by their doctor who's making money off of them. Mm-hmm. And so the only if the only advice and encouragement you're getting to do it is from a doctor yep. who is incentivized to encourage you to do it what do you you know you gotta we gotta destigmatize these things if you get veneers it's okay yeah admit you have nikki it was tell, like, tell people <laughs> over the weekend nikki's like next time don't do this you got you can't make decisions on your own you got to tell your friends before you do this tell stuff us. we tell each other everything on the girls chat and i was like why didn't you disclose this because one <laughs> of the girls on the girls chat has had veneers uh, and would have advised shared. not doing yes. this even though i don't think and it's going to be a mistake and i think you're going to love them but i think you were like you didn't want to be talked out of it you said i think i just yeah it's like i go into a weird mode sometimes where i i i'm just like it's like on my to-do list like buy salad dressing, go to the post office, get veneers. I'll just handle it. It'll just be a thing I'm doing, you know? Yes. I've done this before with a big decision in my life, and I regretted that one too. But like, <laughs> it's like I don't want to be found out. I don't want to be talked out of it because I'm scared like Matt or someone's going to be like, you're spending how much? 
And also, right. I'm like, this is going to be great. My dentist said it'll You're gonna be great. You're going to love them. I, fi- I know someone who has yeah. veneers. Oh, people love Thank them. Thank you. And they're, they're I need no, to hear no and regrets. And they look good. That's why people do it. I mean, they yes. look better than your regular teeth, without yes. question. Do they function as well? Not even close. <laughs> no, they're trash. If the apocalypse happens and your teeth fall <laughs> oh out, my you God. have nothing Done. going for you. you th- that should be, if you think the if you are a prepper, start training to install veneers. Install veneers. Because you will have a trade. Oh, no, one, one even better than that because <laughs> I think about dying. this all the time in the apocalypse is that I would be dead within three weeks no matter how good I am at killing you zombies. You feel like you're, you would be a good prepper. Why? Okay. Because I can't see. I have contact oh, lenses. Yes. LASIK, dude. LASIK I can't. I'm plus. scared of LASIK. No. No. Dude, I did LASIK. It's scary. I'm not going to do it to you Don't. right now. Why are you flinching? <laughs> <laughs> if I had a Nikki LASIK is certified. <laughs> LASIK is, okay, everyone that's scared of it, I'm, that we do ads for them on the show because they, they I, I got LASIK done. I'm not kidding you. If It's so quick. It is quicker than getting your ear pierced at Claire's. It oh. is so easy. <laughs> It's it's not a big deal at all. They make you feel like you know they want you're spending a lot of money, so they give you the experience of like this is a procedure. But they could literally do this at a like I even said it to the pr- practitioner. I go, you guys could do this at a mall kiosk, and she goes, we could. I mean, we're not going to because, but yes, it it's they do millions of procedures. You are hard. It's hard to find anyone that has a bad experience with it. You're of course there are those cherry picked stories where people have had things, but they do millions of procedures. I I only had one eye done. And for a while, it was a little bit like my vision was adjusting. They said it could take up to 12 weeks. And it did take, I think it's been like about 12 weeks since. And I have, I wake up every day with perfect vision. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to bring contacts on the road with me. I, I can see up close. I can see far away. It's like, it's a fucking dream. Yeah, what is no, Brian I, afraid I of? Yeah, what are, what are you, you afraid, afraid of? of? I'm afraid of, well. The I'm laser a, in your well, eyes? I'm afraid of a lot of things. I'm also afraid to get a wedding ring. I'm a, I have fear. I mean, that's just my M.O. Well, I don't understand. We're the same. A wedding ring. We're well, bo- are we both a- Russian Jews? Because that's the problem. <laughs> don't make this a Russian Jew thing. This is... It is true. We're sensitive people. We're highly sensitive. We're afraid of the worst. Bad things have happened to us. I get In that. our history. I understand. But why are you scared to get a ring? Because that's like, but you're not scared to get married forever. So don't tell me you're scared of commitment. No, I'm not. I'm not scared of so commitment. So what's the scare of the ring? I'm scared my finger will get ripped off in a yeah. barn door. Okay. <laughs> I knew I, it. I knew it. Because of a, a guy, a, a famous author, he was a, he had a ring. Jimmy Fallon almost lost his finger to a ring. To a ring. Yeah, it's yes. a common thing. I wear rings all the time, but people don't, it doesn't happen that often. I don't want to get ripped off in a barn door. Oh my God. What if it does? It, it and, then everyone, and then I got to go back to everyone. fears as well, but these, you have to admit they're irrational, irrational statistically. Yes. Well, I'm going to get a ring that, that will detach easily. Oh, there you go. Or a tattoo a, ring. Yeah. I'm, I, Those are forever it's like though. It's breakaway you know. pants. Yeah, you know, well, then you have to get it removed. <laughs> and that's really painful. It's more painful than divorce. Yes. It's getting a tattoo yeah. ring removed. Um, Nikki had a painful ring. Oh yeah. I, I couldn't get a ring off for almost a year and it's still kind of... No, it's actually healed around it, but it was a little bit like it kind of made my finger all like weird for a second and small. But uh, I, I got oh. a, I bought a ring remover on Amazon and got it off and it was great. It was felt victorious. But yeah, um, I love rings, though. But yeah, you do. Sometimes there's this ring. I get that caught on my nose when I'm washing my face. Oh, yeah. I had to point the ah. heart down. I have a little heart ring on my pinky. Let me show people on YouTube watching. And when I have the heart. Uh, facing the other way I would be washing and it would get caught 
and it ripped my nose. Oh. Like it literally ripped the nostril to the point where I was like, it could have ripped my nostril off. I'm not if it would have snagged. And it ripped it so much there was blood, like a huge mark there. And I was walking around with it, and it, it had um, it looked like chocolate. Like I just sm- smeared like chocolate on my face. That would uh-huh. be your first instinct if you saw me. And I realized n- no one tells me the truth about my f- people. Just go. <laughs> we assume Nikki has chocolate on her face because no one pointed it out. I'm like, I have blood like dripping down my face. I have another story of blood dripping down my face, and we will talk about that right after this. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do with it? I think I would spend that time doing some like inner work. I would probably devote it to therapy because therapy is like one of the most important things in my life. What you might not know is that therapy can help you find out what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It helps you focus on like what's really making you happy, what's really driving you. Talking with someone who has no agenda except to be there for you professionally to listen to you. I just can't tell you how valuable it is. I've benefited so much from therapy. I could talk about it all day long, but I only have a couple more seconds. So let me tell you, the best way to get started is BetterHelp. You know this. There's no more excuses not to go to therapy anymore. It's affordable. You can do it all online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to BetterHelp, you can fill out a brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you don't like that therapist, you can just ghost them. No one's going to care. It's amazing how this works. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glazer. Besties, before we get back to the show, I have so many live dates coming up. I really want you to come see me. Coming up April 14th, that's my next show, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Then Hampton, New Hampshire at the Hampton Beach Casino. Then I'm in Tucson, where Noah is going to be with us that night too. April 27th in Tucson, April 28th and the 29th in Las Vegas. Those dates are with David Spade. Get on those dates. If you want a fun spring trip for you and your friends, Plan coming to Vegas or just go alone. The Venetian Theater, David Spade and me in Las Vegas. That is a double headliner show for the price of one. It's going to be insane. I cannot wait. And then internationally, I'm hitting all of these cities within 11 days of each other. Berlin, Vienna, London, Munich, Amsterdam, Oslo, Stockholm, Helsinki, Tel Aviv, uh, Athens, And then in June, I'm back in Sarasota, Florida. But we'll tell you all about those later at another time. But I hope to see you guys on the road. I love when you come out to shows. Thank you so much for your support. Tell your friends and family if you have any people living in those cities. I love you so much. Um, See you on the Good Girl Tour. Okay. So the other night I was going on at the Improv two nights ago. And I made the mistake. I get like zits. Like I have like if you get zits commonly, they usually come up in the same pore, reinfects, and it's mm-hmm, always like mm-hmm. the same place hormonally. And um, for me, there's one like on the corner of my lip, and it, it sucks because it looks like a cold sore. But I get these, and I get these two, and they're deep seated, and they take literally weeks to like come out, be a whitehead for you to pop, and like it weeks and weeks. I've had them now for four weeks, and they just they're kind of like under the surface, so I can you kind of don't see them, but I can just feel them all the time. And then the other day, it kind of came up enough that I was just in, I was in traffic. Don't look, and I was. Just like, you know when you just pick at something because you're nervous and you start picking at the thing you shouldn't be picking at? Yeah, all the time. Of course. Uh, So I'm in traffic and I'm just nervous. I haven't seen Chris in a while and I'm about to see Chris. So I'm just like nervous. And I just like was like, oh, I got a little piece of skin. And I was like, I know I shouldn't. But let me just see if it comes off clean. Like, mm. what delusion yes. oh, yeah. it lurks inside my brain that has never happened before in the history of me picking at something. Nothing has ever come off clean. It has always been worse underneath. Nothing. It's not like a sticker on your face you're trying hole. to get off. There's a hole, and then it bleeds. So all of a sudden, my mouth... And Chris, you're driving? No, I'm in the back of an oh, Uber. Oh, you're in the back of an Uber. Chris has not seen me 
in we haven't seen each other we saw each other once for mark twain for like a couple hours but we haven't been together for weeks and weeks i'm about to see my boyfriend and my lip is bleeding it looks like i have a cold sore (laughs) and so i'm blotting it with my finger and i took out a band-aid but i didn't do the sticky part of the band-aid i'm just putting the gauze part on just like trying to and i'm a block away in traffic from trying to get it to stop it's not stopping and then i see chris and i'm like i picked at a zit it's not anything else and he's kind of like ugh. He like didn't need to know that, <laughs> and so finally it stops bleeding, and I go, I, I I go to a fit. I had a fitting when I got into town, so we had like an hour to hang out, and then I had a fitting, and then I go to there, and they're kind of looking at me like, oh, she has a cold sore, but I didn't even say anything to them. I'm just like, let them think I have a cold sore. I don't care. Everyone does. Wait, like, what's the downside of having a cold sore? Why is that so much worse than having? For a- some reason, it's like when you fart in bed and you're like it's a queef it's like it's not as bad as it coming out of your butt like queefs are less embarrassing than they're still embarrassing less embarrassing than farts and a zit is less embarrassing than a cold sore even though it's essentially the same fucking thing it's just a sore that you didn't help that you can't help Mm -hmm. you're not bad because you have it because it's associated with dirtiness and it's a virus at least a zit will i think that's the thing it's viral so it never goes away like herpes. you're stained it's her well it yeah, is herpes. herpes yeah so i think that's why the stigma but i love when people are like i have a cold sore and they're so nonchalant about it i think that's so cool and i think we need yeah. more of that um but i don't get them okay you guys don't even think that I, i'm just kidding um <laughs> we need people telling people about their veneers and cold sores and yes. uh, molestations Yes, yes. Like it, everything needs to be like all, all these together. things are not your fault. You didn't want to get herpes. You didn't want to get a cold sore. You didn't want to get molested. Well, like I was molested. You were? Yeah, I didn't even realize at the time. What? I was molested. Wait, hold on. Let's talk News about break. This just in. Brian Frangie was molested. I didn't know until much later on in life that this is what happened. Wait, tell me what happened. Well, I worked at a deli and you know, it's all it's how it always starts. I worked at a deli and I was... <laughs> the classic worked at a deli molestation story. I went in very How? young. I was Tail as old as uncle. Tail as old as uncle, yeah. <laughs> I went in. I went in young, okay? I was... Uh, it was illegal. I was 12 years old. <gasps> Whoa. I went in young because I wanted fresh to meat. work. I wanted to get... Working with fresh meat. I, I, exactly. And I sliced the meat. Uh-huh. They wouldn't let me slice the meat until I was older. Okay. That's the... <laughs> Did they let you beat the meat? <laughs> they would let me watch. <laughs> okay. So... I would learn from that, oh, no. and I would I would stock the bottles and wash the dishes. And there was my boss; his name was Dennis, and uh, he was a guy. I actually uh, found my first porn magazine because of Dennis. He had a box of porn stashed in his basement, in the basement of the deli. He his... wanted you to find it. No, I don't know, but it was uh, Dennis it was the one clear. who molested you. Yes, then he probably sent you down there. That's what they do. They kind of like present sexual situations to go like, "What do you think about this?" Well, it's one of these situations that's like, "Is this molestation or is he just is this just guys being guys?" Oof, I'm going to go with the former. He's like a 45 year old owner of a deli, and I'm a 12 year old oh. boy. First of all, he shouldn't give you a job, and there's it's suspicious already that he wants a 12 year old boy working for him. Yeah, so I'd be yeah. I'd be carrying bottles, Aww. walking around, yeah, very heavy bottles, and then he would uh, <laughs> take just a 12 year old frangie is so adorable to me oh my god skinny and were you tall? not skinny chubby with round glasses and a mushroom cut oh yeah and i played the trumpet and he was into you <laughs> well that's when so i started working out oh okay yeah i was like i got it you played the trumpet i played the trumpet oh yeah do you still know how to play i play piano instead can you play taps I could play taps probably still, okay. but you know you got to work oh. up just like your calluses on guitar. You got to work up your lips. Yeah, your yeah. arm bouchure. Is that what it is? Yeah, your. Uh, oh. Well, 
I'm no, sure. that's in only in woodwinds. I think I'm not. I'm not sure, but okay. I know that that's I a woodwind know. thing too. My dad's a trumpet player, and he he has so a good embouchure. Yes. Well, he's always complaining about it. I don't even know what that is, like lip strength or something. Yeah, and he's always be. complaining about like the same same thing, like cold sores or any lip stuff. He can't go in the sun. He's like my embouchure, <laughs> my lips. Oh, Botox as well. Like when I got the lip flip. When I got a little like mm-hmm. injectable, there's a thing you can do with Botox that makes your lip just go like boop and flip up. You can't like sip on straws. And she's like, do you play any instrument? Like for how long? I'm like, it just sucked dick. And um, <laughs> until it goes away, like it just changes the shape of your so lip. You had to stop. I, just, I just, I blow dicks. Um, yeah, I had to stop <laughs> my arm for sure. That'd be so funny to get out of sucking dick because I, I, I took up the trumpet it's my passion what you're 38 i uh, showed no interest in this okay so you're you're carrying bottles i'm you're carrying 12, bottles i'm a cut. little boy i'm a little boy and he would take a broom and he would put it in my butt no he would he would take a broom Wait, and he would put what? it in my butt what while i was walking and i'd go ooh, and i'd make that noise and then he'd look at me and he'd go take care brush your hair Oh, take care, go, take brush, care your brush your hair and th- yeah and, and i didn't real and so he would do that like almost every day was this Shoved on the your broom way up my out butt. like just while i'm home? working i'm just working but what's, and how many take times care is like goodbye multiple times the take care brush your uh, hair was just <laughs> his little catchphrase after the the broom and the you butt. were annoyed by it obviously oh. because you're carrying these heavy bottles yeah, I was like, but I was like, is this just a deli life? Is this is just, this just what it's like to work? Yeah, to be an adult and you and know, work also in a deli. to be an adult man. Like, oh, we're just horsing around, I guess. Yes. And then you'd say, take care, brush your hair, and I felt like that was made it not molestation. But then many years later, I'm in therapy and I'm saying, you know, like this guy did shove a broom at my butt, and they said you were molested, and wow. I was like, I don't really count it. Yeah, I but, mean it's it 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 is. I mean it's it's a molestation of like no molesting means like to disturb. Like it was a sexual disturbance that happened to you. Yes, and yes, a violation for sure. Yes, um, good for you for talking about it here. I'm so glad it yes. wasn't worse. Well, because it didn't consciously affect me in any way, although it probably subconsciously affected me. But now I do brush my hair like 24 hours a day. <laughs> You say that and take care. I take care, definitely. <laughs> and you only use a Roomba because you yes. cannot have any brooms near no, you. No, no brooms, no. I if mean, you, if is- anyone listening has done this to anybody and you're like fucking passing it off as like frat boy shit or whatever you're doing, just mm-hmm. stop doing it. Stop doing yes. it to children. Stop this shit. It is weird. It is. It fucks people up. I'm sorry, this is making me so angry, but like yeah. so many people do this shit and they just pass it off as like locker room bullshit or just boys being boys. Go get therapy, figure out why you're b- bothering children with this shit yes. and like deal with your issues. Yes. Like this is really fucked up and it affects people for many, many years. Well, I, I will say that there's just nowhere for people to go to say that they're into these things. And that is that is a huge problem with why they keep happening is because based on my research pedophiles have nowhere to turn to say i'm attracted to kids i want to stick a broom up this kid's ass and i don't know what to do about it because if you are to tell i I just started seeing a new therapist yesterday and before we got started it was the first time i ever have seen a therapist and before we get started she says i want you to know everything here is confidential unless you tell me that you're harming someone you intend to harm someone you intend to harm yourself or you um are you know i'm subpoenaed and it was like okay that's good to know but at the same time there needs to be a place 
I, 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 I know I've talked about it before, but there needs to be a place where people can go. Because if I were to go, you know what? I really, I have, I, I want to violate children to like my therapist. She would t- have to report me and she probably would. Yeah. Mm. And there should be a place for no maps to go. That's non-offending minor attracted persons. There's maps and there's no maps and no maps are good people that just have a fucking thing in their brain where they're attracted to kids. They cannot help it, but they're non-offending and they want to be non-offending, but they can't get support anywhere because if you admit you're attracted to kids, you're already kill them, fillet them, yeah. put them away forever. They can't help they're attracted to kids just like you can't help you're attracted to women or you can't help you're attracted to men. It's the same thing. They just got a fucking shit deal. And the ones that do, and the reason why they they end up, most of them end up offending is because they have nowhere to t- talk to about it. And guess who are the only people that want to hear about them wanting to fuck kids? Other people that want to fuck kids. Yeah. And so guess who's not going to deter them from doing that? Other people who want to fuck kids. So then they go in these communities on the dark web and they support each other and they teach each other how to do it. So if unless there's a place for them to go, it's going to keep happening. How to do what? And I think that's the root. What? How to molest kids. How to groom, how to get Yeah, start, oh, there's this bylaw that you can get 12-year-olds working for you. And if you have a basement room, hide your porn down there and ask them to go get the milk bottles and hide the porn right under the milk bottles. And that way, then go down right as they see the porn and go, hey, do you like that? Oh, you saw my porn. They teach them like little shit like this that just opens Mm -hmm. the conversation and like opens the door. There's so many little things that they all share on these message boards from the podcast I've listened to but essentially until we allow them to admit that they are attracted to kids and that that's not their fault and we accept them for that and we say okay well you know people who have homicidal thoughts and want to kill people we give i think we give them help and we go okay well you want to kill someone okay let's help you not do that or yeah yeah or anything that you you struggle with let's help you not do that um but but for them there's nothing and so, but I, I am seeing a new therapist and she's fucking dope. I'm seeing a somatic therapist. Oh. Yeah. So it's like tapping into your, yeah, Noah's like fucking finally, Nikki. She's tapping, <laughs> she like taps into your, it's not a tapping therapist. I don't need to use that word, but we talked about it with the trumpet before. But she plays taps. <laughs> she's been tapping your clit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be, yeah. And I, there's nowhere for her to go to talk about how that's She's like, therapy. Take care, to. brush your pubic hair. <laughs> I go, uh, okay. Does the, the ass hair count? Because there's nothing really in the front. Um, is that still your pubes? Your ass hair? Yeah. No. Yeah. I wouldn't yes, count it. it. Is. It's a, 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 any, well, pubis any, region is the front. Pubis. It's hair that has anus. to do with puberty, you guys. Oh, I didn't know that. So your it's so like chest your, hair is pubes? Your adult. Um, hmm. maybe arm hair is pubes or armpit hair. I think I think okay. so. <laughs> Wait, your oh. pubis is that area though. Your yeah, your... that is the pubes. Yeah, so I think pubes have to be down there. So your asshole is pretty close. That's so funny that there is one hair that's a pube, and right next to it, it's like you're not on this side, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's like I'm right there. It's, it's like sorry, you're an asshole hair. It's you live like, in Jersey. <laughs> Totally Jersey. It's Hoboken and over there. Don't you fucking dare say you're from New York yeah. City. You got to go through the tunnel to get to me. <laughs> you got to go through tunnel. the taint. Yeah, the taint is like Wait, the what tunnel. were they called in the Civil War? The, to- uh, the, the Confederates. The Union and the Confederates. Oh, I thought you said pubes. What were they called in the Civil War? It's like, I don't know. You should know wooden teeth. <laughs> what were pubes oh, called? They definitely weren't years. called pubes. In the 1700s, 1800s? Oh, yeah. Well, they they didn't say pubes back then. The devil's lawn. 
<laughs> something they did not even address it talk about not addressing things back then i mean the first time you had sex was probably like the first time you had ever heard of sex back in the day because oh. there was probably no mention of it at all well the religion yeah. you know they would squash that immediately and you wouldn't be able to talk about it until marriage and then you'd be really horny on your wedding day but you don't even know what you're horny for like you've never even where's it I, oh um the warren jeffs documentary yes, they were talking I was just about thinking the first time they that. have sex and they're like i didn't even know this was a thing oh and god it, and the first time they're doing it was with an 80 year old man no. and these are girls are like 14 oh okay so back to my One new therapist yes. wait what does somatic mean oh yeah one was 12 somatic means like Noah, like Somatic, your body it's it's when your body stores trauma um and you and you use another like physical touch or sound to get it out i think oh i didn't even know that i just thought somatic meant like your body like feeling things so like she's asking a lot of like because i told her i've tried this before and I started crying almost instantly i did i was not emotional yesterday at all i was like i don't even really feel like going to therapy but and I didn't get she like asked me to go through my history of like trauma and I'm like not even crying not even like nothing is coming out like she's like thank you for sharing that with me I'm like it literally doesn't mean anything to me like I've shared this a million times I would do it on a podcast to yes. the whole world and then she goes so tell me your history with somatic and I'm like well I went to this one woman and she would always ask me like where do I feel that like I would talk about something painful or something happy and she's like no no do a body scan where are you feeling this and I was like, and I could never feel it anywhere. I would make things up because I knew she wanted me to give her something. Like, I know that, and I and I was like, and I just, I have friends who are like, feel things so, like, I was just thinking about Anya. She's so sensitive. She like will eat something that's like a little bit spicy. And she's like, I just feel it in my tum tum. Like, you're, you like have a sensitive, <laughs> you feel everything. Like, you have, you have so many feelings. And like, and I know that Kirsten, she'll eat something like a little bit like, Mm, there's like I think there's turmeric in this and she can like tell instantly <laughs> I would never know anything I have no connection to my that's body that's why and I then think like it would be I good eat. for you because it teaches so you start, how to do that yeah well I start crying because I'm just like I just don't feel like a real woman like I just don't feel things and then that's what made me start crying I was like I just don't I just feel like I'm gonna lie to you just to give you what you want because you're gonna want me to feel it somewhere but I don't feel it anywhere except in my head like mm. I don't know I just get sad and it's like up here in my brain where thoughts are taking place I don't know um so we start going through stuff and she was like trying or the first session she's trying to get me to go like to really painful stuff and then really happy stuff and just see the difference like the, uh. the juxtaposition and I gotta be honest I was kind of making stuff up because I just I didn't feel it anywhere I was just like I you think gotta my fake it because the faking it is what makes it real. I've done that with orgasms too. Like I used to fake it before I was having one because I knew it would help me maybe get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually you will feel yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But no. Um, yesterday it really, orgasms it did work for me, but um, yesterday with the thing, she was asking me like, what's, what's something you're looking forward to right now? And I was like, oh, well, I get to see Taylor Swift tonight. Like I get to be in the same room as her. She was like, okay, tell me about Taylor. And I started crying, like talking <laughs> oh, about Taylor and what she means to me. And I thought she was going to be like, well, you're gay is the thing. Like I thought for sure she was going to say like, I think you're closeted. Um, Cause I was just like, she's just like, means so much to me and she's like my best friend but i don't know and i'm just so grateful and i was like crying about like getting to see her and she was like okay where are you feeling this and i'm like i know what she wants to hear 
I'm opening up. I'm not feeling like a little bird. Like uh, when I was talking about my mom and like my childhood, I'm like this. And now I'm like this. And then so I just gave her that. But did I really feel it? I don't you're, know. You're a performer. I yes. mean, it yeah. must be so diff. This is you're going to be her tough, toughest challenge yet. She said yes. I did a really good job. And I was like, Ugh, I tricked yeah. her. God. So well, I can't initially. Get you better. When you were talking about your mom, you were like hunched over kind of with your arms crossed. I saw that. And, and that's what she wants me to do is just realize the things, body body things I'm doing when I'm just, mm -hmm. she's told me like my assignment this week is just when I'm get the, when I do these extremes, because she says most people live in this like, this like little river of, uh, you know, bad feelings and good feelings. And we can kind of like stabilize within that. And it feels really bad and it feels really good, but nothing too much. But often people get thrown off of that track and it goes really really bad and i'm either way down here or way up here and there's no really in between and i need to start feeling i don't know what's oh. going to happen when i'm able to target what my body is doing when i'm feeling those things but i guess something's going to come something healing will come of it i have no fucking clue but so you said really cool. the therapist was really good what was your favorite part about it that made you conclude she was good she just had good questions she kept me on track she didn't let me go nice. cuz i can really obviously talk a lot and uh, uh yeah she just asked really good questions and then she had really good insights into um why she just right away got who I was. She was like, okay, you have a, you have a, you are full of energy. You are bursting with energy. You are not, because I was telling her, I don't leave any time for slowness. Like I back, I back to back to back schedule everything. Cause I don't want any time where it's like, I could just do anything right now. I don't like that. Yeah. I want everything. You're a shark. I literally will plan it. So I go get coffee. I come back here and I have five minutes to set up the thing. And then you get here. Yeah. And like, I don't want any time where I have, could be on Instagram and I like will feel start to feel bad that I'm not posting a reel or something, you know, like I don't want any. Yes, I'm a shark. Yeah. Yeah. Sharks can't stop. Yes. And so what it, happens when perceptive. you stop? What do you feel? I guess that's the problem is like, well, I don't know. I think, well, because when I do stop, I get really depressed. Yeah. When I have too much. When I have any time off that everyone so desperately wants for me, I fall into like oh, God. a really terrible depression yes and so i'm trying to mitigate for that and try to not to have that happen when i feel like i'm not producing or i'm not creating or i'm not busy equals i'm sad and i start to compare myself and i start to just that's have the these, like that's the problem yes if you really truly want to be complete then you have to be able to settle down and not do anything and not get depressed but who gives a shit just do stuff <laughs> yeah that's what i say because I'm because when I'm doing stuff, I'm depressed too. Because I just become like so tired. And I'm just like I uh, just want to relax. But then you have something to complain about that justifies right. your feelings, as opposed to you're relaxing somewhere and you have no reason to complain and you're depressed anyway. Whereas people who work at a grocery store, like I would love to just take a week off. And when you take a week off, you get depressed. And it's like who are you think you are? And that makes you feel worse about yes, yourself. Yes, exactly. Yes. Walking even today, like I was kind of lamenting about something today and I was, saw like so many homeless people and schizophrenic people just like twitching and itching and begging for money with a blanket over them. And it was just like, sh yeah, I felt bad that I was even feeling bad. And um, but I, I've been doing this thing that has been so working lately and it is I don't know where I got it from. I some, you know, some fucking Instagram reel. Someone shared it. But what you do is it's happened for me about five times this week that I've been doing it. You jerk off your dog? Yeah. And <laughs> I'm, he's out of cum. Oh. 
and I got to get a new dog. Was that funny? I, 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 yes. I, I yes. said it, and then it I regretted it immediately. No, it was. I give it like a seven. A seven. I think I bet people chuckled at okay. that listening at home. Okay. It was out of nowhere. I didn't expect I it. Tried, yeah, I did a callback <laughs> to the jerking off of the yeah, dog. I, I, like think it was it. A, I think it was a good callback. I give Solid. it a seven, a which seven? is like that's pretty good. It's really good. A seven's good. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna go out, uh, crazy for it, but I I didn't like it. Um. And then I had a little fun follow-up. I mean, I thought that was some good stuff. That was good podding. So clip <laughs> it. So then, um, okay, here's the, here's the hack. When you get into a situation where you're like, oh my God, I'm going to miss my flight. Or like, oh, these bags are lost. Or like, um, oh my God, like we're going to be late to this thing. Or just some kind of urgent, like ba- bad things happen to me. My life is over. Like this is going horribly. I just go... I am so lucky. Things just always work out for me. I'm so lucky. Literally say it out loud or say it in your head. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, it has worked every time. Yeah. You just say, when I get distressed, I did it this week when I was about to miss a flight. Another time when I was uh, about, I checked bags too late and it was not, it was not looking like it was, I was, you know, in line doing this thing of like, Jesus Christ, you know, saying that under my breath, doing my EJ Glazer thing of like, come <laughs> on, you know, like talking to no one, yeah. but like wanting someone complains near me to, to God. Hear. Yes. Yeah. But also wanting the person next to me to hear so that they can, and they can be go, like, I know. I know. And then you're like, yeah, yeah. And then hopefully it works its way up. And, <laughs> and then, then they start <laughs> sensing that the line is getting, they're like, you know what? Now I'm going to do this faster because of all these grunts. But can they move a little faster? I sometimes <laughs> the way they staple the boarding passes together, or the typing, they, they'll they'll put their palm on it and then press down. Just go, ching, like just be fast. Um, but it's worked every single time I've done it. You've manifested the luck, or you just feel better. No, it's I made my flight. The bag showed up. Uh-huh. The bags got checked in time. the The line suddenly started moving. Like if you just say. And because it's not not true. If you are a person who's able to even take a flight or make a phone call or be able to go see a doctor, whatever instance, you're, you're already in the top 1% of luckiest people. There are billions of people who would kill to be, trade places with you no matter how. Like if you're listening to this podcast right now, your life is better than literally 90% of the world. Like world. Yeah. I, I, honestly, your life is. But, and if you, if you include so you all of time. Oh, Imagine oh, being now you're lottery. alive now. Yeah, you've won the lottery. Uh, uh, absolutely. We're not. You didn't get born into the Warren Jeffs cult. You didn't get born in. You know. Imagine you got born Game in negative six hundred or oh. six hundred BC. You'd be dead. You'd already be dead. A hundred percent. Yeah, we'd all be dead. Yes. Maybe one of us would be like the elder of the tribe. Yeah, at, at thirty five. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And you're trying to get veneers and this is not working. But I even today I was like going to complain about this more broad problem in my life of like this thing that's like just gnawing at me. That's more of like a existential problem. And I was like, instead of like just dooming and glooming about this, I'm just going to say it's all going to work out. Like I don't need to handle this thing today. I'm uncomfortable with this thing that's going on in my life right now. I want it to change. I'm, t- I'm scared for change, but I'm also wanting it to change. But I don't need to make a decision today. And I think that that's what gets, on my, yes. gets in my head sometimes is when I'm like, let's say you're unhappy with your job or the, pl- the place you're living or your relationship or the car you're driving, whatever, or a friendship you have. And you're like, I have to make a change. And, and 
you know you're not going to decide today. You know you're not going to. So stop putting the pressure on yourself to like make a decision today. Yeah. Because all these things I'm always like, I need, and I know it's not time to decide yet. And instead, I'm just going to say, I'm so lucky. I'm lucky that I even get to have this decision. Everything, and just say it randomly, I'm so lucky. Everything always works out for me. I am a lucky person. And it's like, lifts it, and it's just going to take care of itself now. Yeah. I don't have to do, I don't have to decide anything. And I know it will. It's so true. I say that a- I say that about money all the time. Oh. I go, uh, there's, there, there, there'll be more money. I, I say spend as much money as you want because you'll just make the money. <laughs> it doesn't work all the time. Yeah. Uh. You'll just make the money. <laughs> and then now, and so I, basically I owe a lot of money to Chase. A guy named Chase? <laughs> yeah, a guy named Chase. <laughs> I know a guy named Chase that owes I- my friend a lot of money. <laughs> I, oh my God. I have a similar attitude toward money and I think, I've never said it out loud, Brian, but I relate a lot. I've always had a an intuitive approach to money. Like I used to bounce checks all the time and then I kind of got my shit together and like really got it together. And then once I got signed and I got with a financial advisor and like a business manager, I just stopped. Like they do my taxes. I sign the paper. Like they pay most of my bills. I don't want to think about it. And I'm so much happier now, you know, but I do have this weird thing where I just spend intuitively and intuitively when I'm like, I am not sure I can afford that. I just don't, but I don't balance my checkbook now. I'm not that aware of things. I have like some clarity, but mostly I just rely on my intuition and that's probably not well, smart. That's good. Because <laughs> but I think I'm the money doing comes. okay. It, just, it shows up. <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't spend more money than you can afford intuitively. And when you do go into crippling, horrific debt which i've <laughs> yeah. done many times you have <laughs> oh god a hundred thousand dollars on the credit card whoa it's just for what it's just it for comes? life yeah I, I i don't work i don't do anything yeah and and then when i do work it's for i mean so it's You're but then lamps. eventually it yeah. comes eventually it comes yes and then you and then you pay it down and everything's fine and you know there's just, no debtor's prison just say i am lucky and things I there's no so debtor's lucky. prison there's no debtor's you're prison you're not gonna get thrown in prison you're not for, gonna go into jail for, you just for might owing. be on the streets they might take away everything you hold dear and and you might be a cripple you'll never be able to buy a house right you'll never you won't be able to afford your next medical procedure but you know what you might I be toothless a, on the street you might have no teeth but now i have a nice uh, pair of shoes um i do I just think have an a, attitude i have a thing i have to spit up I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> i have a keep going um, <laughs> I do think an attitude of like uh, some relaxation around money is really helpful for me. Like, I ha- okay, my mom and my dad. My dad is constantly stressing about money, constantly. Yeah. And my mom is very relaxed about money. My mom has vastly more money than my father. My father's what? always stressed out about it. You know, they're married, of course, but like they have their own separate accounts too. Really? And one of my parents is so happy about money, never worries about it, and has tons of it. And the other is constantly micromanaging everything, so stressed out, freaked out. And it's just like, I'm more like my mom, you know? And it's funny because the person who clings to money tends to be more miserable and lose it. My right. mom always says it's energy. Money is just energy. Um, it's yeah, your Brian mom also saying. said that breast cancer could be healed by rubbing your hands together and cupping your hands, warming the hands and placing them upon the breast. She wasn't uh, wrong. Well, you didn't well, have no, cancer. She 
I know, but that's why I she was, was about to get not- a needle biopsy, though. And then because of my mom, I was like, can we just take another look? And they did another ultrasound. And we're like, oh, actually, we don't need to do a needle biopsy. We can just okay. quickly aspirate that cyst. Oh, you're fine. Just go home. No surgery. No needle biopsy. Yes. No scalpel no, I, in my I get, boob. Yeah. The, the money thing. I grew up with my parents vacillating between spending a lot, like buying a ice skating rink that you put in your backyard from hammock or slimmer <laughs> like rich people shit oh yeah for who for us what's so hammock or slimmer hammock or slimmer is like the sharper image but for richer people oh so my God, like, the cover is always like a trampoline on a lake like, oh. there's always like products for really rich like people wow. just you know stuff that you would see at the succession you know houses a fun okay. stuff like a helicopter you can buy or like a um a cryogenic chamber for your guest room. Like there's just <laughs> shit like that. And so my dad bought a um, an ice rink. Like fun, we would always do fun stuff. And then there was the also the word destitute thrown around all the time of like we are, <laughs> then it would it would vacillate. So I never knew where, so I, I also vacillate between those two of like, I have so much money and then I don't look at it. And then I start going like, I have none. And um, But I want to get back to, um, so my lip was bleeding the other night. I go to my fitting and then I go to the improv to do a set and I'm about to walk on stage and it's already like scabbed over and I'm like, oh, good. Thank God. And then as I'm touching it to make sure it's just like not scabbed over, I feel like a piece of skin and I'm like, well, that's got to go. And they're like saying my credits, right? Control yourself. I can't. I can't. But I got to pick. Right before the most important moments in your life. out there. I'm picky Nikki. Yeah, me. (laughs) And so... I was just like, let me just get it because it'll just like be a little piece of skin. It's not going to. And then fucking I feel I pull it and it hurts. And I'm like, I know, I've been doing oh. this since I was in my teens. This is a bleeder. And I go on stage <laughs> and I'm going like this and I go, guys, my lip is bleeding. I was like, and then I, I thankfully I have a joke for it where I'm like, you know, I, I just, you know, I smiled too. Like, I was like, isn't it great when you pick at something? Because everyone relates to it. I've, my whole life, I'm ashamed of my face bleeding when I pick at it too much. Turns out everyone knows what this is like. Every girl has picked at something too much. Every guy and every girl has covered it up with, you know, plastered it with um, powder <laughs> to like seal it. And then you smile a weird way or you hit it and it starts bleeding and you don't even know like everyone and it's suddenly a relatable thing. So it honestly was one of the best sets I've had recently because I was able to start with such a relatable, honest thing of like Mm. the comedian is bleeding. (laughs) And She pointed it out. She said exactly what we're all thinking, which is like, what the fuck? So um, and then last night I went to the iHeart Awards and it was still scabby. So I just put over like I just had to I didn't touch it all night, though. I was because I can't I couldn't risk bleeding on tv we've um, really buried the headline here i mean oh, yeah, this is the, the most important thing you yeah. saw t- and you, you, this you gotta is, go to a break but yes, uh, oh, right now but we're gonna come back and we'll get into the iheart awards which are last night where taylor swift was in attendance as well as uh yours truly nikki glazer so we'll be back with um the whole iheart story right after this as we celebrate international women's day and all the strides we've made let's also take a moment to reflect on something important the future of our self-care You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, 
Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. All right, we're back. Um, so I went to the iHeart Radio Awards last night, and the only reason I got to go is because the director, Jill Gallen, who directed The Roast. This is how things work out in life. Did I already tell this? No. But this this is how things work out for me. Um, Joel Gallen directed the roast and when the roast would air, he would have a party at his house for everyone that did it to come. And every single time I, I was always scared to go to these parties because it was just famous people there. And also I have to watch myself, which I hate watching myself with an audience. And it was just like everything in me was like, I don't want to go to this party. I don't want to do this. Like I'm scared. Like Ian was the other day to go to the fucking, um, Mark Twain prize. Mark Twain. 
but I went right and in going to it I got to meet Joel I got to be familiar because usually directors of shows you don't really meet you meet them maybe once backstage and then they're out in a, a van outside the center running the show from a van so you don't really see them and interact with them but I got to know Joel Joel also also um directed Chris Rock's recent special which was great mm-hmm. he does like so many live events he does the um rock and roll hall of fame uh award or you know awards induction and um and because and i because i have his number now i always text him like oh my god whenever i see something he's done i always like write him and let him know and he does all these cool music things and which i'm huge music fan so i've gotten to ask him about there was this one shot of taylor swift that she performed um at the rock and roll hall of fame and they were honoring carly simon i believe and she was singing will you still love me tomorrow and they come around the camera comes around and she just like shoots this glance at the camera right at the perfect time and like looks over her shoulder and like kind of gives it a nod and I was obsessed with the shot. I'm like, how did she plan that to like look at the perfect time and do this sultry look? And because at first she's singing ahead, and you're like, she doesn't even know there's a camera there, and then she just hits it and like does a look. And it's one of my favorite wow. little performance moments. So I wrote to Joel and I was like, tell me the story behind this shot. Did she, did you guys rehearse this? Is was this her idea? Was it your idea? Because the shot's amazing. And he said, and he's got to love this because nobody ever asks him shit like this. Yeah, I think he he. I found that he's open to answering all my like questions about this stuff. And of and course. by the way, no matter how big anyone is, they still want their work to be celebrated. And certainly, people behind the scenes do not get as much credit for their work as people in front of the camera. So, um, I wrote to him and I was like, tell me about this little moment. And if you watch the, if you watch her singing this, you guys will know exactly what I'm talking about. I think it's within the first minute and it's around her shoulder on the right side. And he said, not only did we not rehearse it, she had no idea what the cameras were. She, that was just a live moment. And she just sensed the camera. He said, I've never worked with anyone who is so intuitive when it comes to angles and shots and she just saw it. And if you look at this, I mean, this is something you would rehearse over and over to get it right because it's so perfect and it's such a great little moment, um, both on his part and hers. But that was a cool moment. So we just stayed in touch. And because he has a huge say in this iHeart Awards, two years ago, he was like, texted me and was like, would you want to present at the iHeart Awards? I was like, yes. He didn't even know I had a podcast with iHeart Radio. Like, no, iHeart oh, Radio, wow. no offense to you guys. You had nothing to do with, I mean, you had to approve <laughs> it. But Joel Joel Gallen is the one who submitted me and thought I would be great. And then I did it two years ago and then I did it and then he wrote me again this year and he called me. He was even like, okay, we can get wow. you on a flight from Seattle to like uh, after your Eugene show, you can come in on, and he was like checking flights. I'm like, isn't someone else supposed to be doing this? So he gets me That's to do this. That's crazy to me. I thought iHeart put you up to this. No, this is Joel Gallen. And this is, the, this is why you have to go to things and you have to meet people and this is like part of the schmoozing thing and you have to be nice and you have to... I'm, I'm, I wasn't anything but genuine to Joel, but like me developing a relationship with him led to this. And you realize so many people in this business get opportunities because they have prior relationships. Oh, it's God, all that's, about that's that. 100%. That's it. Yeah. Like, how about you and Adam ruins everything? Like, how did you get that gig? Well, that was a blind packet submission. So they literally didn't know who submitted the packet. Oh, so the opposite of the story. This, uh, yeah, the exact opposite. <laughs> Both completely on, but then once completely I got, on merit. Once I got the interview, yes. I already knew Adam. So oh. once I got the interview, it was like, well, I know him. Obviously, we're going to hire gotcha. him. Gotcha. He, he had he blind submitted a packet. My friend blind submitted a packet and got 
this far, we're not going to not hire yes. him now. Yes, and now we know it's my friend, yes. and he's a white man. Bring him in. Yes, yes. No, that's uh, that's the way to well, do it. Well, this is 2016, so... Yeah, before we yes. knew you guys were the devil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I feel... Um, anyway, so I get to go, and... Um, Taylor Swift is going to, and Joel tells me Taylor Swift is going to be in the building. I'm like, is she performing? And he's like, no, she's accepting an award, but she's going to be there. And I'm like, oh my God. So, and he's like, we'll sit you within, you know, we'll sit you in close range. So I got, I get there last night. The red carpet is like full of, like there's a line to get into the red carpet and it is like so packed. And I'm doing my thing of like, you're lucky. You're just lucky. Things work out for you because I'm like, I've got 15 minutes before I need to be inside the theater. The show starts and this red carpet is backed up with people no one you would recognize like chris and i chris convy my boyfriend went with me we were both like we don't recognize we don't know any of these people i saw emma from dancing with the stars who i always see in line when we're at these things um i saw um i guess doja cat which i didn't know was her at first because she had like blonde hair she -hmm. did not look like doja cat to me last night um, and I saw like some country stars. You can just tell who's famous because they're just dressed nicer. They just like look perfect. They just look so cool. And I looked pretty cool last night too because I had a great team working on me all day. So I had an amazing dress, amazing hair and makeup. I looked important for sure. I stood out because like the effort went into it. So I get on the carpet. Chris gets to pose with me for some and then I do some solo ones. And then we get down the line and there's like all these interviews. So after you do the pictures, then there's all the press doing interviews like extra and, you know, TMZ and not uh, Associated Press, like, you know, all the junkets. And Chris is like, do you want to do these? And I have a guy like walking me down the red carpet, but he's not really like, he's like, I don't know how to do this. I think this is his first day on the job. And I'm like, you don't know how to do your job. So I, Chris starts going up to people and I see him getting rejected of like, do you want to talk to Nikki Glaser? And they're just like, we're good. Like I see him getting nose because they don't even know. They don't know who I'm, it's fine. They don't know who I'm, there's too many people to know. And this is a music this event. Is, like okay. if you're doing your research, you're not, you're not even expecting Nikki Glaser to be here. So, I, I'm like, I can't watch Chris get rejected anymore. I just need to show myself. So I go up to this guy at E and I go, hi, Nikki Glazer, had a show on E. Like, do you want to talk to me? And you could tell he did not. Did not want to at all. But like, it's me. He, yes. he can turn down Chris for yes. me, but he can't turn down me. Yeah. So he's just like, how are you feeling tonight? And just oh, like God. looking past me, looking for anyone more famous, oh, and any, uh, you know, it was just. That and makes then me I, sick. after the interview, I just go, Chris, we don't need to do this because these interviews never even show up anywhere. I never even see them when I do do them. So I was like, only Let's just when go somebody is particularly rude, do they show up? Exactly. That's the only time I ever see him. Is like yes. that person was rude to this uh, reporter, yes. or that reporter was really rude to or Lady they Gaga. said an awkward thing, like the Hugh Grant moment, yes, or yes. Um, the yes. It's I, a no-win situation. Totally true. Those the, I don't know where else those are showing up. Who watches extra? I'm sorry. <laughs> I At don't the know. nail salon, sometimes I have to because <laughs> it's on the screen or whatever. Yesterday it was Deal or No Deal from 2008. I was like Meghan Markle. <laughs> I was like riveted on a t- t- on a Deal or No Deal episode yesterday. It was so fun. That show's so fun. Yeah, I forget how um, it's else. not. So, it's not really an interview, but you're on page six. Mm. Yeah, you're right under okay. Lenny Kravitz for outfits on the red carpet. Oh, really? What are yeah. these? What's my caption? Because the Daily Mail caption was hilar- hilarious. It was like, Nikki Glaser glitters in gold and displays her <laughs> long, glowing tan legs. So it's Nikki Glaser wearing a nude, embellished dress. Oh, all right. Mm. I'll take it. 
Um, nice. For some people, page six is the pinnacle of fame. I mean, under Lenny Kravitz, too, that's not bad. Yeah. My placement was pretty good. Daily Mail, you had to scroll so hard you get carpal tunnel to get down to where my photo was <laughs> too many on ads. the photo spreads. I mean, it was so long down. Like, I'm literally like the 40th person down. Um, I'm right. Uh, like, a teen mom is right before me, I think, from MTV's teen mom. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, Lenny Kravitz hosted. So that's a good placement on page oh, yeah. six. Thank you, page six. So I get through, we go inside, and we walked on this gauntlet. So after the red carpet, there's a gauntlet of fans. Like, I'm not kidding you, a tenth of a mile. Like a pretty long gauntlet of like on both sides. No one said anything <laughs> to me. I got through it. Chris was about to film, and I go, "Don't film this. This is so embarrassing." No one, and I look important. Like, oh my god, it, it, it looks like clearly someone should take a picture of this lady. She looks like she's coming through with like a team. No one cared. And so I started going, I'm Nikki Glazer. I'm Osa Bepaway. And then I started going, Nikki, Nikki. And then, so I have to do that for myself. And I'm like, I'm a funny comedian. You might recognize. And then they start recognizing me. But they didn't. I just don't think people contextually were thinking I would be there. At a music. that You need to hire a, a town crier. You need to, like in medieval times, you need yeah. someone to come out with the trumpet. Yeah, maybe Anya's Shame. dad. Shame. It could be my dad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And blow the trumpet and then go, this is Nick. Here comes Nikki Glazer. She's a funny comedian. Well, that's what they do on the red carpet generally. Oh, they they have a person come out and go, it's Nikki Glazer. She has a new show coming out on E. She has a podcast. And then everyone starts going, so I didn't have that yesterday. They had a little clip. They had a whiteboard. So the photographers knew who I was. It said Nikki Glazer presenter. And so they knew. But. The, the, all the fans had no idea until I started telling them and then they're freaking out. I do the same thing when TMZ vans drive by. Yes. I always on the street, I'm always like, I'm Nikki Glazer. I'm a host of FYL and you saw someone famous today. And then they take pictures, but they don't really know who I am. Yes. But I, I just want to give that. people. I lie. You do? What do yeah. you say? I say like, I produced burn notice or something. <laughs> And then the guy, the, the, the tour guide gets to say, oh, there is a producer of Burn no Notice. notice. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know who that is. I'm like eating a, a corned beef sandwich. And I say, I produce Burn Notice. I used to say, um, I'm friends with Amy Schumer before I was famous. That's what I would say. And people literally would take pictures of me. But um, so now, so I go into the thing and I'm we're early and it's filling up slowly and I'm just waiting for Taylor to come in. I don't have to wonder when Taylor is in the room. You know why? Because people start <laughs> shrieking their fucking faces off. So I hear shrieking and I know exactly that Taylor's in the room. And she comes in and um, she is wearing, I don't know if you guys saw it, she's wearing like a hooded, sparkly, amazing outfit. It harkens back to not only Reputation era, which is maybe we're getting a hint that the new her new Taylor's version is going to be Reputation. I think this is more of a reference to her Bejeweled video in which she's wearing a sparkly uh, Bejeweled hood. It almost is this identical to the video. So I don't think this is a Reputation thing. Any Swifties listening. I so, saw it. I thought it looked like... Uh, I, I thought it was awesome looking. Game it reminded Thronesy. me of chain, Chainmail. Yes. And I was like, yeah. all right, she's going for battle. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, that was oh, Reputation nice. Era. She was ready for battle. That yeah. was after Kanye stuff. And so that was like, so she, and maybe it was in reference to that, but she looked fucking cool as fuck. It was one of my favorite looks of her ever. So she walks in. She is five rows in front of me. Um, oh, my God. Which is yeah, all that I've was ever wanted. Crazy. And I start crying as soon as she walks in. <laughs> Even though I have been this close to her before. I was close to her on the rooftop for the 1989 premiere that Chris got me into. And we both made eye contact. And I go, it's cold. And she goes, it is. And so we had a moment. So there was I was close to her in that moment. I met her backstage at the Red Tour. That was before I was a Swifty. So I've been close to her before. But this has been, you know, my fandom has gone up 
so much more, even since the 1989 moment on the rooftop, that being this close to her now is as if I'm inside her compared to those moments. Like it's so much closer than even hugging her. I hugged her at the Red Tour. I took a picture. I talked to her. How many years ago was that? That was 2013. Okay, so over 10, 10 years ago now. Yeah, and it was before I was a Swifty. I was just like, this girl is so amazing, but I I didn't know I didn't know where it would take me. I became a Swifty when Blank Space came out. That was the moment mm. it hit me, and I go, my life is forever changed. I will never not be obsessed with this woman and in love with her. And so she, so last night I'm I'm a little I get teary eyed when she walks in because she's just right there, and I just know she's like taking a break from her tour right now. She is exhausted. She is doing this for us. She's doing this. She's just given so much and I'm just, and then I start getting really territorial because first of all, she has a huge team. The show hasn't started yet. She has a huge team around her. First, we watched a pink performance because it was a pre-tape. It was the opening performance, mm-hmm. but they have to clear the stage. So they, the only thing they pre-taped was the pink performance. And then that aired five minutes later. So they taped that. She wasn't in the room. Then she gets brought in the room. Then we're kind of waiting and people surround her. And thank God, because people are trying to come up to her. People are freaking. I mean, everyone's freaking out. Everyone's a goddamn Swifty. Um, and uh, and then Flava Flav, by the way, is right next to me. He's seated like three rows ahead of me, and he's on the right side. So there's an aisle. I'm right on the aisle. Taylor Swift is in front of me five rows. Flava Flav is to the right across the aisle, but closer to Taylor, probably two rows ahead. And I see Flava Flav get up and start walking to Taylor Swift. And I just go, you stay away from her. Because I know Flava Flav, I mean, Flava Flav, everyone loves Flava Flav. No question about it. He's just a kind person. I used to watch Flava of Love. I love oh, him. I love that show. Um, he's just, and he's so cute. And he's like dressed with his clock. And um, and and Chris was like, why is he here? And I was like, he's getting a Lifetime Achievement Award from time. <laughs> from clocks. They're just appreciative of, the concept of time is honoring him tonight. So he walks over and I'm like, and I'm saying this to everyone who approaches you get away from her. Don't sap her energy because she's going to mm-hmm. have she's going to be nice because she's a nice person. So she's not going to be a diva to anyone. She has to have divas around her protecting her. But he found an inn and Flava, if you look, there's Getty images. There's so many images of her and Flava Flav. It's like the funniest oh thing. God. And they're taking a selfie together. And people are making fun of Taylor for taking they saying it's such a millennial thing and not a Gen Z thing to take a pic, selfie and to take it with the upper volume mm. do you do you know mm-hmm. that takes a picture i like if we were to take a oh, selfie yes, yes of course okay so yes. it's the upper volume instead of yes, pressing yes. on the thing itself oh here you just I go like it. this and that's millennial and it takes a photo gen z is making fun of us? yeah they're making like look how she takes a photo i'm like that's the smart way instead what's of, the other way how does gen z do it like this <laughs> no like no. on, the, Are they on dumb? the face of it itself it's so much harder to so, do that way yeah so here's this took so oh. long for them to figure out how to do, though, because at first he comes over. She's got to give Flava Flav the respect. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm sure she's like, but I have to say this was all because he breached her security line and just. How did and he no get one's in? Gonna, well, because it's just it's not a security line. It was just like her like it's not actual he security. Just, like, it's just people. It's in? like her like publicists and stuff. Yeah. So he just comes up because he's Flava Flav. Like no one's going to be like, get out of here, Flava Flav. He like you're famous. In their face. Ah. Yeah, he blinds them. Yeah. They start like just a, a, a burn hole through their head. <laughs> burn notice. And so <laughs> he gets in and she's of course going to be nice, but that was not like a planned thing. That was Flava Flav just inserting himself, not understanding. I don't think he understands how off limits this woman should but be it's people just like, like the that bachelor succeed. if you want time with the bachelor you gotta be like you gotta go in yeah and then they took me backstage to go so he gets that picture and she's obviously so nice then she gets her award and she gives the best speech she talks about how 
everyone sees how often she wins and it's like all you see are her successes, but she's failed so many times. And she was like, thousands and thousands of times, I have done the wrong thing, I have written the wrong song, I have, I have failed, and you don't see that. But that is what happens, so please, she goes, I hate failing, I'm never gonna be comfortable with it, it's embarrassing to fail, but I give myself permission to fail. And I thought that was yes. a really nice thing for her to say, and she said, especially, I wanna say this especially to young people, and I'm like, no, I need to hear this, bitch! <laughs> like, I so, I so needed it, so. Her speech was just so sweet and she's just this is why I love her because she's, she's a great honestly public like she gets speaker. up there she's she's just like you guys oh my god thank you like she's honestly still like like shocked that people are like god she goes thank you for the clapping oh my god that's so <laughs> nice like she's still like she's also like thank so you for grateful. putting that video together yeah thank you for putting the video together that video all those people because there was like this montage video of people talking about how great she is all these celebrities and she was like I can't believe that video and it's like Taylor, yes, you like, but she really doesn't, she's still humble enough, or maybe she's pretending to be, but I don't think it's pretend because a lot of Swifties have compiled videos of her from childhood videos that have been released, and she was always a grateful little girl. She's always like, thank you, thank, like, she, even when she was three, she was thanking people and saying please and thank you, and that's why I like Taylor's because she has, like, normal parents that don't look like Botox to death. They don't look like fame-pushing parents. They're mm -hmm. just, like, good people, and um, so I get brought back at, during the fourth act and my part is in the seventh act so they bring me back early to go get touch-ups and go over the prompter and figure it out and um and i'm struggling with my joke because it's kind of like lame because i tried to do other jokes so i'm presenting the best new artists to perform and i i wanted to do like in my tone of voice which was like the best new art think about it think about how i go no matter who you love I said you something I wanted to do a bit to the effect of your favorite artist was once the best new artist or mm. like was a new artist. Everyone you know and love and think they've been around forever has once been a new artist because it's almost my point about when people go, who is this girl? When I show up on something, they're like, who is this? <laughs> and you just go, did you know who Tom Hanks was forever? There's a point where you figure out who everyone's new at some point. Like yes. you got to You got to meet me at some point and then you'll like me. But when like, you people were born, the doctor was like, who the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this at all. Why would they cast her in my... Yeah, people just are confused. So uh, my point was going to be like, at one, I wrote this thing that was like, e there was even at one point when someone was like, who is this? And they're like, it's this hot new guy, Beethoven. And they're like, this is sick. Bach doesn't stand a chance. Like there was a, there was a time when Beethoven was the hot new kid on the scene. Yeah, and he really I, was a kid too. Yeah, was he? He was a, a child prodigy. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then there was another run I had about, um, oh, I was going to say even Taylor Swift was a new artist at one point. There was a point when someone was like, oh no, I was going to say, scratch that. I said Taylor Swift. So my thing was going to be, you know, I'm presenting for best new art. I'm presenting these best new artists and every artist, you know, and love has once been a new artist. There was a time where someone was like, who is this? She's really good. Taylor shift. <laughs> oh my god taylor shift is great i'm a shifty and i was gonna like have that be a joke but they were like we don't want that and then another joke i wrote was gonna be like you know there's nothing like the first time you hear your new favorite song and you go who is this she's amazing and they go that's rob snyder's daughter because <laughs> that is l king the girl that sings x's yeah. and oh, oh, oh's they want me you know oh, that song? Yeah, yeah that's rob snyder's wow, daughter really yes no oh one my knows god. that so they they vetoed those. So I ended up doing what? A more, that one's great. I ended up doing a more generic like thing of um, 
you know, you just iHeart always uh, has the greatest new music, whether you're looking for something to listen to at the gym or you need something to cry to or you're just crying at the gym. <laughs> Not because you're sad, because you're trying to get the free weights to yourself. No one knows what to do with a sobbing woman doing hip <laughs> thrust to antihero or something like that. So um, I ended up doing that, but I go backstage and on the way backstage, because I have a little time, my handler is like, Taylor Swift's over here. Do you want, do you want to try to meet her? And I <gasps> go, no, I'm not. I'm not Flava Flaving. I don't want to bug her. I'm not in. I'm not in this to bug. I'm. I want to leave her alone. I don't want her to know. I don't need her to like focus on me. And so I passed up the opportunity to find her. I didn't want to do it. It wasn't the right time. I just didn't feel right. And then I go backstage. I do my thing. Kelly Clarkson comes off stage. Her and Pink perform together. I missed that performance because I'm backstage. But they come off and Kelly like, kind of, I go, great job. And Kelly's like, oh my God, hi. And she like gives me a hug, which is really nice. <laughs> That's nice. She doesn't have to recognize me, even though I've been on her show three times. But like, still, I wouldn't expect her to remember me. And she was like, I never see you in this context. Oh my God, hello. She was so oh. nice. And I heard her backstage say to Pink after they got off stage, I never get nervous singing except if I'm singing with you. Aww. which I thought was kind of a cool little backstage moment of like, she yeah. really reveres Pink's voice. Yeah. Yeah. I That's thought that was so cool. cool. And so then I do my thing and um, I have to walk upstairs and I have the pointiest shoes I've ever had. They look like elf shoes. Let me just show you them. They're the longest shoes I've ever worn in my life. And they're pretty interesting. Look, at they have a wow. spring that wraps around your <laughs> oh, leg. Oh, okay. That's Isn't hilarious. this so funny, this shoe? <laughs> and definitely at, off of a person. It's very hilarious. Long toes. But look at how much more it's coming. My foot ends there and it's coming off that. And I have to walk upstairs. This is a classic tripping shoe. Like where, you know when you have slightly bigger shoes and you start hitting the stair mm -hmm. and you trip? So I have to walk upstairs like before I present my crier. work. You look like the town crier. That was a medieval <laughs> thing. This is like a, jo a, a little joker shoe. Yes. Back in medieval times, Jester. the yeah, length the court jester. Sorry, the length of this thing was like a. It was like a men would wear them. Oh. It was a fashion statement for men, and the longer your the bigger shoe, you yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. kind of. Oh wow, <laughs> yeah. So I'm walking upstairs. I'm like, oh my god. So I practice it, and it goes fine. And I have to say, every single time I presented an award recently, or done, like any kind of prompter reading at an award show, which has been several times recently. I flubbed a line and I don't really care because no one cares, but it's like, you're just it nerves and you flub a line. And I had a lot of copy to get through. I had to be like, an infinity brings you the best new artist who <laughs> helps you discover. And iHeart helps you discover your next favorite artist. That is infinitely you, infinitely you. And like all these, and then I just say a four artists names and present them. And I didn't fuck up a single line. Yay. I nailed it. Wow. And I got the note right before from Joel Gallen. Someone, Joel told someone, the director told someone to tell me, hey. And the guy that was wor working with me, by the way, was the same guy that came out on stage when they presented the wrong Best Picture oh. nomination at the Oscars. Oh. He was the one that came out on stage and was like, no, 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 no. It was not La La Land. It was, or <laughs> oh, wow. it was Moonlight oh or whatever. And so he, that guy was famous. I didn't find out till after. Chris was like, you know the guy that was your stage manager? He's the guy that was the Oscars. And I was like, oh, he's famous. And he was really nice and was a fan of mine. And we were talking about St. Louis and stuff. But anyway, um, Joel had one of the writers come up to me and go, hey, can you go fast? And I was like, that's the, that's the name of the game for me. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And I was like, I am going to. And that's why I didn't try to fight for my the, the line I wanted to say. I'm a team player at these things. I want I'm serving Joel, who is the director. I want to give him a smooth show. And so I zipped through it. I nailed it. And then after the show, Chris and I went to go get pizza 
and we're sitting at the restaurant and he gets a text from um like the another one of the um big like number two in line i think right underneath joel and he said Nikki must be gunning to host this thing because I was in the control room <gasps> yes. and the execs at Fox go, that's the energy we want brought to oh, this. She just yes. nailed it or something like that. And I was like, yes. All right. So it, it's, that's good right. To, it's good to fight they for what you want to do. They would be lucky to have you. Yes. But Seriously. Lenny Kravitz, I mean, I'm no Lenny Kravitz, but I do think I am a really good host. And it was like, it was a nice reminder to not do, because Chris last night when I, final thought, Chris, was helping me with my line because I was working with the writers and texting with them about my what I was going to say to present. And Chris was like, "You can do this generic one, or do you think do you think Schumer would do the generic one? Do you think you know Tina Fey or Sarah Silverman would do the generic one, or would they try to fight for what they want to do?" And I was like, "I do believe they would fight for it, but I don't think this is the place to do that. Like, I think there's a time and a place to fight for originality and to be yourself, but like." I think it's better for me to work with what I'm ha they're giving me and make that my own as opposed to trying to buck the system and inject something that is not what is already approved by this sponsored event. And then I heard Taylor Swift's speech of saying, you know, I she gave so she got two awards last night and she one of her speeches was also about it was also inspiring was saying about Antihero, it won for best song. And she said, we really oh, yeah. didn't think this was going to be the single because this song isn't like a classic single song. It's not, I didn't think it was like, you know, catchy enough, not simple enough. It wasn't all of these things that a single needs to be. And so when I said it was going to be the single, I knew people were going to be disappointed. And she said, but I have never, d like the And she won an award for it. Yeah, she won best song for it. So it obviously yeah. did work, but she said, she said something to the effect of when I've played it safe, it hasn't worked out for me. When I give people what they want and when I, it doesn't work out, it's doing yes. the thing that I want to do and trusting my intuition and, and trying to be different. Everyone's telling you to be like other people, but the thing that's really going to set you apart and make you successful is doing what is uniquely you. And so then I heard that and I'm like, well, I should have done my own line. So I was getting mixed messages, which you always get, and which is always kind of my final thought on the show, which is like, I get told one thing and then I get told another. But I think I did, I did a perfect mix of like falling in line when you have to, but also injecting yourself into it and making the most of a moment when you find yourself back to a corner where you're not going to get to be yourself and being a team player and, and knowing the job. My job was not to go in and be Nikki Glaser and be memorable. It was to present an award, keep things tight, I'm a, I'm a professional presenter. I'm a professional host. Most of these people presenting awards are like musicians who are still trying to be kind of cool. They don't know how to read a prompter. I, my role was to keep the show moving, and that's what I did. And I hope I get to nice. do it again. I probably will because of that. So Nice. Nice. You had a choice to make. I mean, you could you chose... you. The one choice was, do I want to do what the producers and the creators of this show would want, or do I want to make, like, a few more fans, basically? Yes. It's, both are equal choices. Yes. And I've, do I've done the other thing before. And I have to say, when I try to... Oftentimes, trying to be... I mean, Chris even said it. I would... I would have tried been trying to be Amy Schumer or Tina Fey in that moment because it isn't right. like me to go like, I'm just going to fucking do what I want. Like I would have been imitating someone else even to yes. be different. Mm. So also it, your joke and your delivery is yours. So it is essentially you. So it, I was able was to great, make it yeah. me because at first the joke was like, 
or you're just crying at the gym and then it's over. And Chris was like, it's kind of like a crying woman joke. Like we've heard it. It's just like women cry. It's just like, I don't know. And and then when Jocelyn Hughes, a writer, changed it and she was like, I'm not sad. It was just because I want to use the free weights alone uh, or whatever. <laughs> that mm-hmm. made it like that took it out of that realm of like, oh, sad woman crying. Women cry all the time at the gym and made it way funnier. So shout out to Connor McSplatten. Connor McSpadden, Spadden, and uh, Jocelyn Hughes, who were the writers on that, and that wrote that joke with me. And um, what else? So, yeah. Th- and How it was exciting. So- what a great night, Nikki. Oh, you're my God. But- and you're a knockout. Oh, thank you. It was the, my glam team did an amazing job. Shout out to Karina. Shout out to Christina. Shout out to Danny and Emma. But um, they, yeah, it was really fun getting ready for it. But the best part was in California when you shoot these shows, it's over and then it's still light outside <laughs> yeah. because it started at five o'clock. It ended at eight and we, it, or seven, it ended at seven. It was a two hour show. Chris and I were like, it's, it's still light out. Yeah. And we had a whole night ahead pizza of us. Pizza time. <laughs> and we, what'd you say? Pizza time. What yeah. was on the pizza? What's happening um, now? I went to pizza? Crossroads, which is a vegan place. We tried to go to Lucifer's, but we walked in. There was like heavy metal music playing and the, the sign said, no bathrooms. And I was like, <laughs> we're leaving. So I called another Uber and we went to Crossroads, which is a vegan place. We saw um, Billy Corgan oh. from Smashing oh, cool. Pumpkins. Yeah. He's, there. He's a famous nice. vegan. It's, it was bumping up in that place. We sat at the bar, which I love sitting at the bar in a restaurant because Chris does not like to sit on the same side of the table as me mm. when we're dining together. Mm-hmm. That's normal. And I like sitting, I like being like cuddly and like, oh, what are you eating? And like being a couple, but at the bar, you're forced to sit next to me. And we ate um, a pep, you know, a pepperoni pizza, which is so delicious. And I got some, yeah, it was just really delicious food. And then we went home and we watched Love is Blind, the new season, which is fantastic. Oh my God. What? Anya, you gotta I did get not know. It. Yeah. Do you watch Love what? is Blind? Uh, yes. You should watch this new season. You guys, we got to talk about it because some besties oh, wrote me. Oh, update on The Bachelor. It. It's over if you want to know what happened. Okay. Do you? I mean, sure. He picked the girl. He picked the girl I said he was going to pick. <gasps> he picked the, the girl he, he didn't did sleep with. S- yeah, Katie. Huh. Classic. Jesus. Classic. Classic. I mean, of course. Bro. Speaking of um, Bachelor, sitting next to me at the iHeart Awards last night was this girl and she was like, I'm a huge fan. I know Bill Dixon. I know Elon, which are two Bachelor guys, but they're my... Um, Guys from, um, uh, F-Boy Island? hold on one second. Um, they're gr- guys from F Boy Island. They cre- also created that. So I saw last night Kaylin from The Bachelor, Colton, Colton season, who is now engaged to Dean, and they met on Bachelor in Paradise. Do you know who that is? Oh yeah, yeah, Anya? yeah. Kaylin? Yes, I do. I know them. She, They've been together a long time. They yes. live in a van. She is adorable. They're not living in Vegas, but she is so sweet. Oh. And um, she looks like Reese Witherspoon. And they're now engaged. I can see that. And um, she was really nice. And I just want to say there is a clip of me, though, applauding Taylor Swift at the awards when she got her award. And Chris was laughing so hard because I could not. <laughs> I was trying to behave myself in every other way. I can't squash my inner Swifty. I was because Phoebe Bridgers was also there, who is like one of my favorite musicians ever. And she's presenting to Taylor. And I couldn't help but go like, we love you. I love you. Like screaming like uh-huh. person. You. I know they did. Yeah. Yeah. And I it got a lot really of Swifties cute. writing to me saying, 
Thank you for representing the level of enthusiasm that our girl, our blondie Aww. deserved because you brought it. You weren't too cool. You were like jumping up and down. So thank you for that acknowledgement. And of course I brought that and I will not disturb our girl. I will keep her safe. I just kept, Chris had a video of me just going like, you stay away from her. You keep away from her. I would just see people like lurking torture and I'd be like, get away from her. She needs to be protected. I want to be like on her security team and I will not talk to you, Taylor. I just want to protect you. Um, anyway, it was a great night. And uh, that, and Brian, thank you for coming by. Um, we'll yes. see you tomorrow on the podcast too. You'll come by. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's Can tomorrow? You? Yeah. What time? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully I don't sound craggly with my fucking voice. Oh, one last thing. I got asked to go. I just got asked. My producer from my reality show is now producing a reality show with Paris Hilton. And she's like, hey, we're shopping today. Do you want to be on the show and come by Saks and like hang out with Taylor? And I don't really feel like it. Or yeah, sorry. Paris Paris or Taylor? Paris. Equally as impressive i don't feel like it is that is this me being ian right now and scared yes 100 yes. what are you to gonna go do, do instead rest i Unless have a cough just being... i have a cold i have I... to switch hotels i have to then i have to like Brian, put on makeup Brian's and pick slowly up backing outfit. away <laughs> what you just said goes against everything you've been oh, saying for the last man. hour so i gotta go i gotta do it and how long is it gonna be anyway Probably i'm so short. lucky I am so lucky it all works out. So maybe if I don't go, I'm still lucky and it will all work (laughs) out because I kind of just want a little break today and I don't feel like going to, I don't know how to dress for shopping at Saks. It's going to be tough. Or with, or I'm telling you being on camera with Paris Hilton is not fun. You look, you just look real rough. Because next to her, you're like, she's like pristine. And she's had hair and makeup done today for if they said you can have her glam team just come, we'll help you get ready. It'll be fun. No, and then and I don't want to get ready because that takes too long. So uh, okay. they can't get me either way. But I do. I think I might do it. We'll see. We'll find out tomorrow on the show if I do it. And I know you're like, I can't believe you're turning down you a chance to be on. You guys were so t- funny together on Cooking with Paris. I think it's going to be great. Okay, maybe I should do you it. Think about how you'll dead. feel the moment it's done. Whoa, yeah, yes, that's good. Seven okay. secrets of successful people. That's one I of will them. feel think about tired. And like I might have just given Taylor or uh, Paris COVID. <laughs> I don't have COVID. I got tested, but I do have something crackling in my throat. All right, guys, we got to go. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll see you tomorrow on the show. Uh, don't be cuh. And just go film that scene with Paris. Come on. What are you What are you gonna, What are you going to do instead? Sleep? Yeah, probably. Well, that's a good thing, too. So either way, it's going to work out for you. You're very lucky. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free 
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.